Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I am joined by Justin Wells. Thank you for checking out this video. And we are going into another edition of 10 Questions. And, you know, after last weekend's official visits, we'll try to get the over-under right this time. We've had some trouble getting the right number, but hey, that's been good news for Texas. Lots of news this week, Justin, including a handful of commits. You saw Nate Kibble talk on this channel uh, not too long ago. But there was another offensive lineman who joined the, the Longhorns 2024 class last night in Daniel Cruz. So, Justin, right off the bat, what's the most exciting thing about Texas winning the Daniel Cruz recruitment? Um, the fact that they don't have to worry about the center position uh, once the 2024 four-star enrolls on campus. Uh, this guy is a center for life. He is one of the smartest, biggest, strongest best at his spot and whenever you can nail down you know guards and tackles are very interchangeable whenever you can nail down the center position and you can build around that to me that's tremendous Kyle Flood just really hit a home run from the start here I that that's the most exciting part to me the center spot is locked down for 2024 now you can build around it yeah that's always a you know that's not a position you want to have to figure out that's when you have to know um, and, you know, even for the next few years, it seems like Texas has it that way. You had Connor Robertson in the last class. Now you have Daniel Cruz in this class, two guys who know they're going to be centers, who came to Texas knowing they're going to be centers. And, yeah, maybe yeah. you'd like position versatility, but that's a position where you want to have someone, you know, ready, made to go yeah. um, once his time comes. For me, I mean, look at the schools that they uh, beat out in order to land him. Like they – uh, Daniel Cruz, I believe, visited all four of those schools. And if not, he may have just missed one, and it may have been AM. I can't remember. Um, may not have officially visited all of them, but he's been to all those schools. And so Texas beat Oklahoma for a DFW prospect, beat Texas AM, uh, an in-state rival, and beat Ohio State, who, if if Ohio State wants you, hey, that's a, a sign to me, um, especially for a prospect from Texas. So that's that's what has me excited. Um, question number two, another Daniel Cruz related one. Um, Daniel Cruz is the best center prospect to commit to Texas since Dallas Griffin. Golly, that's been a while. Then you're going to go no, all the way not, back. He may not be the best. He may not be the. He may not be the best, but that's what popped in my mind. Was Dallas? It's kind of tough to think about who center prospects are because if you kind of go back a lot of them's just converted guards or guys right. who just get thrown into the spot um for me i mean i think the answer is zach shackleford and zach shackleford flipped to well who would it be i'm telling you it's got to be dallas griffin and it's not because we had 67 days two days ago on the list and him throwing colt mccoy up is in my mind that has nothing to do with it it can't be Shackleford, though. <laughs> it can't I mean, be a four-ish year starter who made it to an NFL training camp and uh, made you know solidified his place on the line. Like he was a center from the start once they flipped him yeah. from Kansas State. And right. I don't think I'm not trying to slight Shackleford no. and House Griffin. I think that just kind of illustrates you know what the position's been like since what that was the 2016 class. I so it, yeah, with Demar uh, 16 with Demar. Uh, yeah, with DeMarco Boyd. He was an early enrollee with DeMarco Boyd, Shane Bouchelle, and Colin Johnson. Remember, exactly. Shane so. took them all to a Texas Rangers game. 
that's a that's a long time if we're going all the way back to Dallas Griffin. I'll go a little bit closer to home. All right, so question number three. That's two offensive line spots that have been taken in this class with Nate Kibble and now Daniel Cruz. If you're Kyle Flood, who are your dream next two to fill out? Let's I mean, let's say the number's four probably is. Who's the dream next two for you to fill out that class? Brandon Baker and uh, DeAndre Carter, who just happen to be teammates at Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California. If I was, if I'm Kyle Flood and I woke up this morning from a, one of those really nice dreams where you wake up and you want to go back to sleep because you want to continue the dream because it's so awesome, it's Landon, Brandon Baker, and DeAndre Carter. Uh, you get those two guys in the hoof with with Daniel Cruz and, and with Nate Kibble and Buddy, you are cooking with some serious propane. I agree with you on Brandon Baker. I would say my dream second would be Daniel Calhoun if I'm Kyle Flood, but it may not work out that way for Texas with Georgia seeming to surge in that recruitment. Yeah. Um, but, hey, getting the modern-day teammates, if that had to be option number three, uh, getting DeAndre Carter, I think Kyle Flood would be pretty happy with that, getting some large humans. And, hey, getting two guys out of modern day after you got Spencer Shannon and after you have Chris Jackson, you're setting yourself up to be in a good spot at that school, which is a good place to be. And you're trying to get the 2025 running back Jordan Davison, who is at the top of the Texas big board for the running backs in that class. So number four, looking back just a little bit, what do you think the best news was from the Texas official visit weekend? Oh, that's easy. That nobody had more fun than Colin Simmons. There's nothing that was better and bigger. And there was a lot of good that came out of last weekend. But Colin Simmons basically solidifying that Texas is is the leader and that, that this is going to – they have the momentum right now going into, into July – um, to me, that, that, that that's a runaway. That that's an easy it's an easy call. Colin Simmons having the time of his life, hanging out with his guys, Anthony Hill, Jonte Cook, and the Metroplex crew. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if you were gonna pick that one. That was gonna be mine. So <laughs> to, to change it up, I mean, Jarrett Gibson pulling the trigger, giving Tashard Choice a two running back class. That's been his constant uh, number one target, number one or one A one B target for the longest time. Um, at a program like IMG Academy where Texas is trying to get several top prospects, including a few announcing uh, this upcoming, you know, next month and then the upcoming weeks. That's a great prospect. He's got some of the best short area quickness. I, I can recall watching running back tape and yeah, he's on a great team with a lot of all-stars, but um, you know, some of it's just makes it, he's, it's just a lot of different aspects of that recruitment that makes to me, if it's behind Colin Simmons, I'll go Jarrett Gibson. Question number five, are we ever going to get our over-under right? <laughs> I think we went under okay. for the uh, the June 16th, 17th weekend. Uh, I don't know if we went over or under. For we went under 2.5 2. on last weekend, and they landed two, right? Right. Did, and I think one of us may have said over. Are we ever no, going to? we both said under. I thought we both said under. I, I could be wrong. We, we'll have Matthew, you know, go back on the tape. But we'll I, check the I, tape. I, what, what's the number? What are we shaping up for? What's the prop bet this time? So that's question six. There are five or so targets, five to six <laughs> targets 
scheduled to announce in the upcoming week. So I put that until July 7th, and that includes July 7th. Okay. How many do you think Texas gets, and the over-under is three? Over. I'll go over, too. I think there are enough recruitments where Texas looks good right now and enough guys announcing to where they will hit that number. And, hey, like I keep saying over and over, kitchen table time is over, and now it's decided to – uh, time to make decisions and for a lot of these guys get ready for their senior years of high school. Question seven, we will uh, flip it a little bit to some some current team news. Big 12 Media Days was announced. Uh, the attendees for Big 12 Media Days uh, were announced for each team. Texas is sending five. Uh, they'll be there on July 12th in addition to Steve Sarkeesian. We'll start with offense. Quinn Ewers, Jordan Whittington, and Xavier Worthy are heading to Big 12 Media Days. So I need one quick question for each of those guys, Quinn, Witt, and Worthy. For Quinn, the question is, do you feel like you're faster and more streamlined post-mullet? Does the lack of the mullet give you some more speed? You know, with Michael Jordan, he shaved his head because he wanted to be more aerodynamic. He wanted to be faster. So I'm wondering if Quinn is faster now, a little bit quicker. Uh, For Jordan Whittington, it would be – What's the ice cream flavor of the month? And for Xavier Worthy, my question would be, um, we'll try to be careful here. With Xavier Worthy, my question would be, out of the quarterback room at Texas right now currently, who has the best arm? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I like those. I I think with Quinn, it's, you know, how how much time do you dedicate to just studying the game? Uh, we, we've seen all the different stuff that he's done with, uh, you know, his body and hair and all that stuff. But, like, how much are you learning how to process? Um, with Whittington, I think it's got to be, hmm, why'd you come back? I mean, I think we got a lot of that uh, question answered um, in spring ball when he was available. I think a Big 12 title was a big part of it. But I, I'd like to know what some personal goals of his are. And then with yeah. – Xavier Worthy, I'm curious, you know, just how much that hand really affected him. You got to think that a broken hand's going to make life for a receiver tough. How bad was it? You know, when did it kind of get to a certain level that he could play through things like that? So, um, and I think by them sending him there, they know he's going to get that question. That was what Uh, I was going to say. How many times is he going to get asked about that? That was the first thing I thought about. 
Right. And, you know, he'll be prepared for it. And uh, maybe somebody will ask him about Latrell McCutcheon as well. Uh, question eight. So the defensive guys, Jade Barron, Jalen Ford, what questions are they getting? For Jade Barron, that's easy. What is your hottest stock tip? What is your latest buy, hold, and sell? And then for Jalen Ford, uh, what was your thought process right before you flipped late in your recruitment from Utah to, to Texas? How did that transpire? That's uh, when we had the legendary trades of Van for a Ford uh, with Van Fillinger flipping to Utah from yep. Texas and Ford flipping to Texas from Utah. Yeah, I like those. And that was, a, I mean, we look back and I remember I in the I typed the original commitment tweet and instead of flip, I, I type Philp. So that's always going to stick out to me for Ford. <laughs> um, Jade Barron, I'd ask what he prefers. You know, do you want to play star? Do you want to play corner? Do you have enough faith in maybe Jalen Gilbo or, or Austin Jordan at star to make you think that you can stick at corner opposite Ryan Watts? Or what do you want to do? Do you want to play star and let guys like Gavin Holmes or even Manny, Manny Muhammad uh, duke it out for that field corner spot? <clears throat> Jalen Ford, I know we saw it on Longhorn Network, but I'm just interested what his conversations with Derek Johnson have been like. And, you know, we've talked on Inside Texas. Eric Moline wrote about how he thinks number 11 should be retired, uh, not for anybody else, but for Derek Johnson, just because of how much of a force he was. And, you know, maybe he didn't meet the national player of the year, DeLos Dodd standard. Uh, but, I mean, that was – I can't think of another name to put at the top of a Big 12 defensive Mount Rushmore. I mean, him and maybe Ndamukong Sue won two right away. Um, trying to think of anybody else. May, heck, maybe Von Miller. I don't know. But Ndamukong Sue and Derek Johnson have to be the top two, and then you figure out the rest. So I, I would really want to know what Jalen Ford and Derek Johnson's conversations have been like. Maybe even some of the off-camera stuff that didn't make the cut with Longhorn Network or just stuff if they're texting and, and staying in touch because not to say that Ford and Johnson are the, the same player, but they're going to be playing very similar positions and be asked to lead the defense and help Texas in what they hope to be a uh, really important and successful season. All right, number nine. Jaylen, I can also what, ask Jalen, what did the NFL tell you? What, 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 what advice did they give you going coming back? Right. That, that to me might be its own story. Yeah. And not the not the agent side, the, the NFL. Right. He's got right. to put in the, you know, you, I, I like asking about like the NFL draft advisory committee, not, you know, what did maybe any representatives or stuff like that tell you? Representatives um, are full of it. That's their job. That's true. All right. Number nine, switching back to recruiting. What's the biggest surprise so far? I guess I, I wrote in this class, but maybe of this class. What's the biggest surprise of this class so far? Man, I, I don't, you know, knock on wood, I don't think we have had any surprises yet in this, in this cycle. Um, I mean, we knew the ones that were happening. Uh I, it I'll say this. Been... I'll say Christian Clark. We knew Christian Clark and Texas were, were leaning. We knew Christian Clark and Texas were a match made in heaven. We didn't know exactly when Christian was going to announce. We knew Jarek was coming up. 
we didn't know exactly what Christian announced. I believe it was like on a Wednesday morning or a Thursday Thursday. morning. It may have been right after one of these. I think it might have been, actually. And so that one was actually, I'll be honest, that was more of a surprise. We knew Clark was in the boat. We knew that was done. We just didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. And then, boom, that morning – that, that made it a glorious day. So that that would be my biggest surprise so far. That That's a tough one because we've known all the rest of them. Yeah, and then, you know, my biggest surprise, I think we, we expected everything. We had an idea stuff was happening, but just how quickly the Nate Kibble recu- recruitment turned yeah. in Texas' way. I mean, that was one that wasn't on my radar, really. I, I knew he was coming in for – we knew he was coming in for a visit, but we thought he may have had preferences elsewhere. And then, you know, we don't know everything going on in these kids' heads. and. Uh, he made the call to, you know, instead of going where he was reportedly leaning, go to where he was actually leaning and, and commit to Texas. So that I think that's my surprise. And hopefully we got we have, you know, surprises are fun. Uh, there may not always be fun in the moment when we're hectic, but I enjoy them every now and then. Last one, <laughs> does Texas have a top 10 class, let's say, by when training camp rolls around? Yes, Yes, by, by by late by early August, probably. Yeah. I, I think they'll cross that threshold maybe in mid-July, maybe. Um, if if things kind of line up right. There's a few things if they actually happen, they will definitely be in the top ten by end of July. And so yeah, by by, by two a days, I'm saying, yeah, they're gonna squash that. I think so too. I think we got enough decisions to to track. And here's the thing: they're number twenty four right now, or they were when I went to bed last night. They have eight commitments, like twenty three, twenty two, twenty one is Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Tech in some particular order, and they have twice as many. So, just the the fact that in the score on on three that a class with eight has just behind a class with fifteen. I think that tells you if Texas just starts picking up anybody and they're going to be highly rated guys that yeah. they're going to start getting some really good uh, traction moving up those rankings. So, all right, Justin made it through another episode of 10 questions on a Thursday morning. Thank you again for watching. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. As always come and check us out on InsideTexas.com. No better time to come check us out with all the different recruiting news going on and all the team news that's going to be upcoming. So for Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson, and we'll see you next time.